A former employee of MediClinic has lost a 10-year battle to get his job back after he was dismissed for dishonesty. Independent papers are reporting that Daniel Matras called in sick and submitted a valid sick note. However, he attended a wedding on the day of uh, um, on the day he was off sick. His employer found out and dismissed him. While the sick note was valid, the court found it was used for dishonest reasons. The CCMA ruled that the employer's dismissal was procedurally fair. Why does this matter? How one spends a day um, they are legally entitled to. Michael, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. It's an absolute pleasure and thank you for having me on air. It's an important issue. Very, very uh, much so. Uh, you know, when a, and, and me as a labor lawyer, I deal with this often. When a doctor, and it's got to be a medical practitioner who's authorized to diagnose, gives a physical sick note, again, it has to be a physical sick note in writing, gives that note, in that note, they're actually testifying. That's what the doctor's saying. They're testifying that you are not able to work, that you weren't able to present yourself to work. So the note is not the be all and end all. In essence, what happens is, is the note is just a certificate saying that you are not, you're too sick to work. Now, if you are well enough to go to a wedding, in this particular case, he went to a wedding in another town, mind you, so he had to travel to get to the wedding. In this particular case, he was well enough to attend the wedding and yet was quite happy not to go to work because he thought he could hide behind a sick note. Now, that's not what the sick note is saying. The sick note is saying, I believe he's not able. If, however, he is able, then he has he owes that duty of care to the employer. It's a, an employer has to have trust, and that's the cornerstone of the employment relationship. The cornerstone of the employment relationship is, I trust you. You give me a note. The note says that you're not able to work. You believe you're not able to work. You can't then go off on a jaunt. And we've had hundreds of these cases, unfortunately, over the years where people have been off to Mauritius, for instance, for four days. Now, in this particular case, the facts also speak loudly. He had told his manager at the time that he did have a wedding on that date. And he had told his manager that he wanted to get off and he couldn't get off. So he then went and got himself a sick note. There is no... There's no evidence at all that he actually was very ill. And there is no evidence to show um, that he couldn't actually um, work on that day. Um, It doesn't help for the employee to say, well, you should have proved that the sick note was no good, or you should have brought the doctor in to tell you the story. It's the employer who's making, the employee is making the allegation. The employee is saying, Here's the note. The note doesn't give you permission to stay at home. It's your employer that gives you permission to stay at home. The doctor merely assists you and assists the employer to make that decision. And clearly that decision was no good to stay away because he thought he's got the sick note. Well, it doesn't matter if he's feeling great now. He'll go to the wedding anyway. And and it's unfortunately that's breaking breaking. It's a yeah. breach of the trust relationship. But but if if we look at the sick note and we are told that the sick note is is valid, what business is it of the company? What I do on my day off, considering that I might be too ill, for instance, to come and present the show because of whatever medication that I'm under, and I'm struggling to concentrate, too sick to work and to be on air. 
um, but there is an occupational hazard if you force me to go on air. But then on the other end also is that I might not be too sick to attend a party. Well, let me tell you something. You then got to come and get your doctor to come and testify about that. The onus lies on you Mm. to show that. It doesn't lie on your employer. Your employer doesn't employ the doctor. You employ the doctor to give that. You would then afterwards get a doctor to come and testify at the CCMA to say he couldn't come because he couldn't talk, but he could go there. He was physically all right. He was, other people couldn't have picked up his, his allergies, mm-hmm. and then he was all right to go off to Mauritius. Um, we had a case once where a person was put off by a psychiatrist for, for tension, and they then went on holiday. And they brought the psychiatrist to come and testify at the CCMA saying, I recommended that they go to Mauritius Mm -hmm. because that would sort out their nerves. They would stay on, they would do nothing there. They would stay on the medication, get right, get your mind right, and then come back to work. That then you win your case. But you don't win your case if you don't bring your doctor or evidence to show that you couldn't actually Mm -hmm. work. And if you look at that case, which I've now studied because your producer sent it to me, the... In this particular case, I think the courts and the CCMA are correct. Mm-hmm. Because the, also, for me, though, it sounds more around um, one of the reasons around the, the this trust that has now been broken is correct. because of the lie that was told. Um, because on one end, you told your manager that you need to be at a wedding on a particular day. You couldn't secure your day off. But then miraculously, you fall ill on that specific day, um, which would allow you and to be at a wedding. Yeah, and then you still go. The whole thing doesn't add up. It, it, it sounds like a breach of trust. Yeah. And then you have a duty then at that point to say, look, I know it looks like that, but let me put my doctor in a witness box. My doctor will say that I was going to be uh, at work. I was going to be working at SAFM. My job is my voice. I've lost my voice. I couldn't talk. I went to the wedding. Obviously, I couldn't sing at the wedding, but I could dance, and I was happy to be there. And then the doctor says, "Yes, that, that's what yeah. that's what this this radio announcer did." <laughs> then you're fine. Um, Michael, let's just quickly take this call from Temba joining us from Kabeha. Temba, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Adrian. Uh, thanks to the expert or the lawyer that right. Look, Adrian, there are uh, there are events that took place before the, this individual decided to fall ill or decided to visit the doctor. He or she came forth to the manager to make the request. Yes. There was, there was that discussion which was denied. The mere fact that one decides to go to a doctor was an afterthought. And it's a lesson for all of us employed that actions and decisions that we make in an environment where we are employed have implications because you presenting the doctor's certificate was no different to us denying you believe that you have requested. Yeah. You were just being spiteful. And unfortunately, the laws of the country do not allow you to prevail because the company cannot suffer in terms of its activities or businesses because of you and no culture can be allowed to creep in that anybody does as they wish at work. I'm not sure why the case took 10 years. Because this person should have been fired there and you, should have ended yeah. 10 years ago. 
Thank you so much, Temba. He was fired. The matter went to the CCMA, then to the Labour Court, and then back again to the CCMA, and then back again to the Labour Court. And this is where we're at currently. Michael, thank you so much for your time. Michael Bargram is a Labour lawyer. It's half past four.